0: Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth.
1: You brought your Bible to this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't sh- Bible shame me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you brought your Bible to this podcast?
0: Why? This Just- is my podcast. Welcome just, to my podcast.
1: Yeah, well, ex- finally got a- Brother,
0: pastor, apostle.
1: Just super Ted. apostle. And I just got a, finally got an invitation. Should have been the first. I don't know why. Other people got inv- invited before me.
0: Jenna. You know yeah. how many people
1: I've invited? She
0: stood in line for a long time waiting to get but into But I did the after you. <laughs>
1: you've been on my broadcast so many times.
0: Oh, it's your broadcast now. It's
1: mine. <laughs> you've been on my broadcast so many times- and then, mm-hmm. you know, it took a while for you to even consider. I had to actually talk to you about, maybe <laughs> I'd like to come in sometime. <laughs> yeah. Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I, I guess maybe. You
0: did not. You don't ask Very nothing. sad. You don't ask anything. Very sad. I don't know why you don't ask anything. What? Because your last name is Shuttlesworth.
1: That's why I don't ask anything? That's right. I don't know what that means.
0: Uh-huh. Other people listening do. <laughs>
1: ask and you <laughs> shall receive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seek. You <laughs> shall find. Knock. And the door should be open to you. How's it Celsius going? Over here shaming me for Delicious. a Dr. Pepper in the morning. And here you are with a cell And
0: another, another uh, That's soda. A and Dub. What's wrong with that? That's I've Celsius. Had lunch. What I've does food have workout. to do with it? I have afternoon Celsius.
1: <laughs> I have afternoon Celsius. I'm not,
0: like waking up and the first thing my body receives should be something I healthy. had coffee first. Okay. Well, <laughs> not really. Healthy.
1: Yeah, I saw you keeping tabs on me on the broadcast.
0: Listen, if I want health advice,
1: you come to me. It's not going to be from you. It is. <laughs> That's what this podcast it's is about. To be from someone else. No, this podcast. You're I'm going to talk to you about. You're great
0: salesman, but I'm going somewhere else for that one.
1: I'm going to talk to you about your health choices. <laughs> I am going to talk to you. I'm gonna air what, some. Am gr- I in trouble? Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I
0: gonna am talk, gonna to, talk to, you to you today
1: because air some grievances, and <laughs> you <you're> bite <biting laughs> your nails like corn on the cob. <laughs> I'm gonna air some it's grievances nervous. in this uh, podcast today.
0: Okay, another rant. It's like no, more-
1: it's not rant day. It's not rant day, but I will. That's
0: not. Isn't that like airing grievances?
1: Just telling you what you I kind of just maybe. fell
0: off on things. I think it's the same.
1: I guess one of the things that we probably hear a lot, more than people think we do, is I pick up on things like you do. I mean, you're very observant on, on stuff. In fact, you're very observant in the way that before people say anything, you'll notice trends or things on social media or little decisions, and you'll make comments ahead of time. Do I? Oh, watch out. This is going to happen to this, this. They're going down the wrong path or, or whatever. Whereas, you know, people would hear you say things like that. You know, it's going to be a problem in the future. It's going to be an issue if they don't correct that. And people would hear, they may hear you say that like on this podcast or me say that you've said that to me. And then people are like, well, if that's how she feels, how come she doesn't tell anybody or why doesn't she warn everybody? People don't understand. It's like you can't just speak into everybody's life. You know, you can't
0: people. People think that, though, Well,
1: they people think just because like it's a...
0: actually their job, Yeah. Like, whether they're in ministry or not, to speak in everyone's life. It's not. I learned a long time ago, also along the way of help of wiser people before me. You know, you you don't have to you can't input everything. It's just it's not your job. No, it's not. And you can't. Like I, I've I've come to the thing almost like well, unless it's like an emergency, obviously, right, right. Uh, you know, something you can something see that's going to gonna be bring destruction, someone's yeah. Life like that, but you can't, like, you can't interject if they don't. They're not they ask you for help. People will save a lot of headache and and uh, heartbreak and just a whole bunch of stuff in their life if they don't constantly feel like they have to interject and tell somebody something that's
1: that's a lesson that i i'm glad that i learned um early on just being on staff at the church um was that like you know it's kind of pointless it's it is it's not kind of pointless it's pointless to go and start giving your opinion to people and they didn't ask for it you know it's like unsolicited advice because you know you know how it is it's like even when people do ask for your advice and like what should i do here most of the time they don't even do what you tell them mm, or like, or no, they or, don't, <laughs> or, or, they don't, they don't follow the advice you give them. So it's almost like, what's the point that's for solicited advice. So I mean like unsolicited advice, I'm sure goes in one ear and out the other. So I'm sure people when, when they hear like, Oh yeah, Carolyn will have a feeling about something and this is going to be, this is going to be a problem if they don't address it. Well, how come they didn't, how come she didn't tell them then? It's because people don't care to hear from you. They don't <laughs> people care. People
0: don't even listen to the Holy spirit. Yeah,
1: that's true. And
0: that's like the ultimate guide of, of our life as a Christian. So if they're not going to listen to the Holy Spirit, what on earth is my voice going to do?
1: I just, remember that happened to me in Providence, Rhode Island at that meeting when I was... Um,
0: is this about the salvation? Yeah. Yeah, because I used to leave meetings. Remember, I used to be like torn up and I would cry in the car with you and I'd be like... That person didn't go forward. That person was supposed to go forward. Why didn't we? Why didn't we? And then you said
1: Yeah, I was I was preaching and had that feeling about a couple that were dating that I just I knew in my spirit they weren't um living right before God. And so I kept that altar call open for like, you know, minute after minute after minute as people had already come, hoping that they would respond to the voice of the Holy Spirit. They never came. And then I prayed, I you know, you can't stall forever. So I came, prayed the prayer, and then the service was over and they were leaving. And I had this urge to jump off the platform and go stop them and say, you know, are you sure you're ready for heaven? Are you sure your life is right before God? And the Holy Spirit stopped me and said, if they won't listen to my voice, why would they listen to your voice? And that was was a learning moment for me. It was like, you can't force people to do what God wants them to do. You can't force them to live holy. You can't force them to be led by the Spirit of God. And so you do your best when people ask you, but you can't force them. And and unsolicited advice, uh, you know, you know, even with this podcast, it's like you know, people. It's it's not like we're pushing it in your face. It's people have clicked on it to watch it. They want to watch it and hear what's said uh, and everything. So in that way, it's not unsolicited advice. But I see these things. We've seen them in marriages, you know, which which is um, sad to see things that could very simply be corrected, um, that destroy marriages, that destroy relationships. They could simply be corrected, but it's like people don't even, it's hard for me to believe they don't know what to do. I just think they don't care enough to do anything about it, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, because like just like anything, it's gonna take work.
1: It Your is job work. Job
0: takes work. Relationships take work. But oh, let me
1: tell you, it's work.
0: You're, you're. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: Trust me, it's work. It's work. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, you but should it be is, kidding. It is work. You
0: live the life of leisure. Look at you over there. Oh yeah. Look at you.
1: I live the life of leisure.
0: In marriage, you do.
1: You do. You
0: do. Trust me. Trust me. You Mm.
1: are so blessed. (laughs) You are so blessed. I mean, get a load of this. (laughs) You are so blessed. (laughs) I'm (laughs) loading. Well, that's the thing. Is that you know when when you're in a relationship with somebody, you've taught this many times. You know, it's like it's never. Don't uh, break my chair. Huh?
0: Don't break my chair. How would I break your I chair? No, your legs wiggling in the seat.
1: My leg always wiggles. I know, but it's not going to break. If it breaks, let me tell you something. I've
0: seen you break organ benches. Let me tell
1: you, if I break this chair, guess what? I'm gonna buy you another one. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even have to ask. You know why? Your name's Shuttlesworth. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, in all seriousness, um, it's true. It's not 50 50. It no. is 100 100. And I do agree with that.
0: Yeah, but I used to think 50 50. It's kind of like something you're always taught. Yeah. It's like you have a part to play. I have a part to play. And that is true. We have parts to play in marriage. But I used to until it just clicked one day that like it is 100 and 100 on. Yeah, I think people just try to be all like 50-50 because 50, then it makes it 100. And right. 100 is a whole, you know. Like right. they look into these things My favorite is when we
1: were like, you got to give 150%. Like, how do you do that? How can you give why,
0: why more than 50? all of yourself? Let's just keep, go for two.
1: 2,000% is what you got to <laughs> give. Um,
0: <laughs> like it only stops at 100. Yeah. Like a battery goes to 100. Like you can only max out at 100, guys.
1: I, I think that there's... You know, I don't even think it's that hard, necessarily, to have the kind of marriage that God wants Christians to have. I don't think it's that hard to have one. I think you just have to do the things that are basic. Yeah. Just like it's not hard, quote unquote, to lose weight. It's not hard, quote unquote, to build muscle. Those things aren't hard to do.
0: Right.
1: It's 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 easy to understand how to do them and to do the actions that bring it to pass. It's just that the discipline side.
0: Yeah, and I think what also comes into play is pride and people don't even really know, it's, know pride. That it's pride. Yeah, it's
1: hidden pride.
0: You know, like they're not looking for that word. They they look at that word as something else, but it it's very much there when you are I don't need to change, I don't need to work at this, it is what it is, you know, the whole like, love it or leave it, you know, yeah. like all those stupid sayings you hear in relationships growing up, or you've seen people say, or hear, and it's like, you know, it, that is a form of pride, because I remember when we got married, I, I look back and I'm like, wow, you don't realize who you are until you get put in certain situations. Mm-hmm. I mean that's with everything your faith you don't realize like when I get squeezed when I get in a situation how am I going to be how am I going to react what what how how have I been built all these years you know cuz you come from
1: That's that's the question right there. Two different families. How have I been built? What have I been prepped like for? Because that's really what happens. Mm-hmm. And when people get married they don't It's like how you don't have self-awareness. Like Mm -hmm. It's hard to have self-awareness because it's what you've known, right? Right. It's like when you go to um, meet with family members that live out of state for a holiday and they see your kids after not having seen them for like nine months, 12 months. And they're like, oh, look how big your kids have gotten. And like to you, they look the same because you see them every minute of every Mm -hmm. day. And so it's like, oh yeah, I didn't realize they've gotten that big, but I guess they have because- you know, last time you saw them, they were a foot shorter. But you don't know it because the changes are all right in front of your face. Everything's right there in your environment. Self-awareness, although it is a, it, that's a phenomenal quality to have if you can be introspective and self-aware, most people aren't.
0: They aren't, but it it it's something you can learn. I mean, it's what?
1: I'm just thinking, like, people don't, they're not self-aware yourself. about anything. No, that was like... You know, do not like even...
0: laugh when I start talking because then I think you're laughing at me.
1: I'm never laughing at you. Always with you. It's like when people aren't self-aware enough to know they've put on too much cologne. Am I right about that, Tiffany? Can we, can we say that? that there's too many Glade plugins in their church? You know what I'm saying? It's like people I don't, don't know.
0: because I like plugins.
1: <laughs> you like Glade. You like parabens. But there's... <laughs> I'd like
0: to just see how well Jesus will keep me.
1: Amen. Angels. well
0: against candles and plug-ins and yeah. cologne. Say that. You know.
1: Scented body so far washes it
0: hasn't like, you know,
1: I'm so my glad mom's that
0: 72 and she's still going strong and she burns candles. So we're just testing it. We're just testing. I'm so glad that
1: period of my life is over where, <laughs> you know, like guys were Axe body spray and girls were just covered in body spray I all the time. Know. See,
0: it's not over. You've It's just, over for me. You're older. and uh, Yeah,
1: I'm saying it's over for me. I said the part of my life. Yeah. I'm p- beyond, you know, Until going your to son. No, he no, comes into my room and, and puts in my, my uses cologne.
0: His expensive cologne. <laughs> One squirt, dad. One, one squirt sport.
1: dad do i smell like you <laughs> um <laughs> but it's like that self-awareness part of most people don't think <laughs>
0: most people don't like themselves so they look at self-awareness and they don't like what they well they also they don't think they're at.
1: they think the problems but it's all changeable they think the problems in their marriage are the other person's problems yes. well they they're, they have a problem mm-hmm They think they're fine. Mm -hmm. I'm good. She's got a problem, you know, with, with this, this, and this, if she would just change. And so they, they never look at the problem as most people are not introspective. Most people are not self-aware. So they would always push the, the reason that we're having this friction is because you, it's always because you, instead of looking and say, well, could there be anything that I'm doing that yes, maybe she is doing something, but is there something i'm doing that's making her react that way
0: right you could be the change that changes the other person's situation
1: be the change you want to see in the world
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but seriously it's true like um you know we look look at the look at the main things right like uh, the main things that cause friction in in most marriages so right so you have like financial stress financial trouble on most divorces, that's that's listed a lot of times, financial pressure, right. we're going to go it alone. We're going to go our own ways and try to handle life. Um, really, to be honest with you, laziness is one of the biggest issues in any marriage. Laziness, because it does take right. work. And so the reason a lot of things um, aren't happening is because people are just too lazy to do them. Too lazy. Too lazy you know, to care. Too lazy to care. Lazy There's a lot of people, sadly... They don't see it this way, but they're too lazy to even continue to cultivate a romantic relationship. They're too lazy to go on dates. They've been working. They've been working all day, all week. She's been working all day, all week. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's just just you just get in a rut and you get too lazy to cultivate a um, romantic relationship,
0: baby. A, Let's talk about A, you A, and A. me. You know what makes me Let's think talk of? about all the good things. And the bad there's things. There's no bad things. No, there's no bad things. Yeah, change the words. Um, change those words.
1: What about that movie, Steve Carell and uh, Tina Fey, The, the Date Night, <laughs> where they're going out. Remember, they're like at the dinner, and they're always like
0: saying what other people are saying? saying. And yeah. she holds her, her shoes Oh my goodness, yeah. She's like, oh my God, that food <laughs> is so gross. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it makes me think of that because that's really the that was their situation. They'd been married for so long. They do the exact same thing every Friday night. You know, all that. It's right. just I'm in a rut. Nothing's new. Nothing's exciting. Nothing's romantic. And it's laziness. It's just truly laziness. Because you did work when you were trying to get that person. You worked.
0: Absolutely. You cared.
1: You cared and you worked. You did extra because you wanted to win their affections. And so you can never stop winning that person's affections. You can never right. stop working. The reason a lot of that stuff dies down, people stop the work, they stop the um, doing the extra, you know, to to, to continue to um, win their affections. Even though you're already married, it doesn't matter. There's still that spark that has to remain. So the laziness is a big factor. The financial issues are a big factor, and I think when you look at the negligence that you you know you see that a lot in and in, in marriages you know we've seen it just dealing with people it's like okay what's what's the issue you can you can tell before you even talk to anybody you know you can just tell by watching there's there's an obvious um lack of obedience to the to the word of god you know you you've seen that it's like if people would just obey what the Bible says about their marriage, they would never need marital counseling. Right? They'd never need a marital therapist, right. ever, because they just obeyed. If they would just go to Ephesians and do what the Bible says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, and then wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. If they would just follow the biblical pattern, because it takes getting rid of pride to do that, it would solve like 99% of the problems.
0: Yeah. I remember when I, you know, from when I first got married to now, and then obviously a lot of revelation of the word of God has come into play over the years that one of my main things, when I talk about, you know, The subject of children and the subject of husbands and wives that you you can have your cake and eat it too because the world will tell you something's got to give something's got to be lesser. Your marriage has to to give because you have kids, you know, your marriage isn't going to be that good because now you have kids or, you know, vice versa, or when you get married, it's over with, you know, boring. It's it's the only person for the rest of your life. And we have all this stuff come at us from the world's perspective that you get in there and you're like, no one ever goes to the word of God to figure out how to have a good marriage. You can have a good marriage. There's no reason not to. We'd rather like go find out what this book in the library says and this book at the, the you know the bookstore and five points and three this, which are good because there are great writers out there outside of the Bible, but they've never gone to the Bible ever to, to read. And I always tell people like, it's not a suggestion. Like he he set up a proper, way that a home is supposed to look, a proper way a husband is supposed to look mm-hmm. and react, a proper way for a wife, proper way as moms and dads and how your children can be. And you you can have a wonderful family life while you're here on earth without any question. There, n- nobody has to um, sacrifice per se. You know, No one has to sacrifice and have Well, we're going to have five years of a bad marriage because these five years I'm going to focus on my child, you know, right from from birth till five. No, I don't have to sacrifice. Everything is well balanced if we follow his instructions.
1: And, you know, I think it blows people's minds when we've said in the past that like your kids don't come first. That freaks people out because that's what everyone that
0: hinders marriages. It does. That would be a top one, too.
1: Putting the kids over your spouse. And
0: not wanting to look at yourself and then, you know, kids kids over your spouse because they all think that your marriage has to be put on hold. You're, there's not one time that your marriage has to be put on hold from the moment you say I do. I
1: think one, I think one of the things that can happen, I don't think that it happens with everyone or for everyone, but if there are some underlying issues in a marriage before there are children, Sometimes people may escape into the lives of their children to get away from those issues that they're annoying them or or whatever. For sure. And so they'll use their children, not that they don't love their children, but they'll use their love for their children as an escape Mm -hmm. from the spouse that they're not happy with or the spouse they're annoyed with or the spouse that's lazy in the relationship or whatever. And then there's a span of time where you're living that way where... Everything's kids first, kids first, kids first, spouse last, and then the kids grow up and they go away, and you've lost the uh, connection with your spouse because you set your life up that way, and then you either are going to get divorced, or you're going to just become roommates, or you're going to make the choice to do the work that you shouldn't have to do because it should have been cultivated the whole time to bring that marriage back to where it should be before you had kids.
0: Which at actually just loops back around to the introspective.
1: Right, exactly. Of, of how, it all starts- it all If start, you don't think you have a problem, it, you can't you address it.
0: St- you know, if there's something you don't like in your marriage and you're listening to this or something you're trying to be better at, I, you know, take time today to look at yourself first. I mean, I'm gonna admit, when I got married to you, I was a brat. <laughs> <laughs> you can agree, I'm saying it. I was a brat because i i've
1: always thought you were glorious Ugh. i mean hey, angelic
0: we had it out we're two strong personalities she
1: used to beat me punch me right in the face
0: yeah yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> now we've both been strong no,
0: Same. the we're both strong i have i back down but i have a strong personality and you have a strong personality. I don't know if I, I would
1: have said you're a brat.
0: No, I was bratty because I don't know about that. yeah. This is bratty. Like if you get in an argument and you like stomp off and have to go slam the door and like won't talk about it. And to me that's bratty. That's bratty behavior. What else are you gonna call it?
1: Angry, brat. Angry.
0: No. No. That I I would call someone a brat.
1: I never called her a brat, guys. Just so you know. No. no
0: he but didn't. I understand.
1: We we but, didn't have the same communication uh, uh, style yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, but it
0: was like two strong personalities
1: with two different ways of dealing with confrontation. Two different
0: ways of dealing with confrontation mm-hmm. and getting married and then when confrontation would arise,
1: you wanted to go and have your own space and time and lock the door and not talk for a little bit. Yes. I wanted to wrestle. <laughs> No, I I wanted to talk here and now. Oh yeah, get it done like, now, out like the door. Get
0: out of my face, Ted. You know, yeah, leave me alone.
1: That's how it started.
0: That that's exactly how it started.
1: This is how it's going.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, begging to be on my podcast, <laughs>
1: please. I wish I had a podcast. No,
0: but I mean, I had to. I had to put down pride, and I had to put down and look at myself and be like, listen. Why do you want this to fester? Why do you want this to go on? What is the point of stomping off and doing the whole like cold shoulder or the whole like, yeah, it's okay, fine. But then when you repeatedly say it's fine, repeatedly like, you know, accept apologies, you know, if you gave one or just repeatedly give that facade of everything's okay,
1: But it's not internally. But then
0: you're still like short Mm -hmm. cold shoulder won't you know what i mean like it's
1: fine it's it's fine you
0: clearly are being a brat
1: you've got a problem
0: see you're a brat
1: (laughs) oh no it's fine it's fine
0: and so you know women are famous for doing that i mean i know i know some pretty like you know i know guys that can do the same attitude but i just know from being on the woman's side that that is something that just happens we do like this whole shut down I don't want to talk till I'm ready and like for some people that's like days and 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 the question you have to ask
1: yourself too is like what why do you have to be ready or what has to get ready you know or unless it's just the person saying like I you know I can understand to to a degree right like I can understand the like my feelings are hurt And I don't want to talk to you while they are to the point where I can't respond in a way that's not from hurt feelings. You know, I mean, that's different where it's like if I'm mad at somebody, if I'm like fuming mad at somebody, I don't want to talk to them right in the moment where I'm fuming mad at them. I want some time to be like, let me buffer this, because when I do speak to them, I want to speak to them with love and respect and and honor and things like that and not you know bite their head off and say things i didn't mean
0: but that's not what's going down in the moment right
1: but i i I can understand that's what i'm saying i can understand that side of it is like i don't want to talk to you while I'm, i'm ready to bite your head off and i'll say things i didn't mean and all that um but if you just want if it's just because i want my separation and i'm not talking to you right now and that that kind of thing like that gets that gets to be a problem and then people i mean you never did this to my um In my memory, I can't remember you ever doing it, but there are people that they don't just do that and then come back that late and then talk about it. They'll hold it out for days and weeks and months and sometimes years where it's not resolved.
0: The thing is, you never really let me because you were that personality that was very... Brought
1: the fire axe to the door and broke the door down. (laughs) (laughs) You never did that? Get out of here! here's johnny (laughs) i never did that but i could have we just didn't have a fire axe
0: (laughs) that's true (laughs) we had a hatchet probably would have
1: we have a machete that you've killed snakes with (laughs) but we never had a fire axe but But i mean people hold it out for months
0: i also think you've toned that down a little bit too you don't come so aggressive like well you learn you are a grizzly bear well, thank you. You have that. Thank you very much. You know, um, scary personality I thought you were going to
1: say fur. But yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Fur and fangs. I um, I think what happens is you learn That's what I'm saying. to live with each other. You know, you learn how to mold to each other. Mm-hmm. And I understand when you need time, you know, and then, you know, now you understand what it's like dealing with me in the marriage where it's like. You know, we're not going to delay this until two days or tonight right. or whatever. We just I understand, deal with
0: it. understand the importance of it because it doesn't only affect the marriage; it affects the feel of the home. It then it affects the kids. Ki- and kids, and are you not You know, stupid. for whoever's
1: listening, it's been great. I mean, I've only had to ground her a few times. <laughs> I was
0: like, why are you giving? I've a- only
1: had to ground her a few times and send her to her room, take away her allowance, but. Oh my God,
0: it's been great. It's been great. These last 17 years. It's
1: been great. <laughs> Listen, guys, it's been great. Um, sound like I was bringing but it to I, an end. Uh, it's been great, but I, I I'm can done. just,
0: I know for a fact that it had started one way and has improved. It's of gotten course. better.
1: And I think any marriage should improve, obviously, because you're coming, no matter how much you love each other and how much you're attracted to one another and whatever. It's going to be extremely rare that you came from the same exact style of parenting, same exact style of upbringing, even if both parents were Christians, even if both were spirit filled. It's going to because personalities range so widely.
0: You came from spirit filled, obviously, parents, and I came from spirit filled -filled parents parents that, you know, it it just. But that doesn't mean everything's going to be exactly
1: the same. And that's going to be for anyone. You know, talk about unequally yoked. I mean, we both came from Holy Ghost filled Christian parents that believe the word of God, confess the the word of God. Imagine what somebody has to deal with that comes from a family that hates church and hates God and doesn't. And then they marry a Christian and then, then add that baggage. Now you can see why the Apostle Paul was so adamant about not being unequally yoked with unbelievers and he wasn't even necessarily talking about marriage in that uh passage he was just talking about uh joining yourself up with those that don't serve the lord how much more in a covenant of marriage yeah you know it's it's like then you're piling the issues onto yourself just by disobeying that passage of scripture from the right. apostle why would you want you know this is what i never understand about people it's like it's like, okay, I get it. Maybe it's the first guy or girl that ever showed you the time of day. Why would you want to link yourself up with someone who is traveling in the opposite direction that you're traveling? If you're traveling towards pleasing the Lord, why would you want to link yourself up with somebody who's traveling away from pleasing the Lord to displeasing the Lord and then have all that friction added to your marriage? I understand it's different if people were both unsaved and then one gets saved after they were married and they're believing for the other salvation. If one's already saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, what are you doing? why would you date and marry someone who's unsaved?
0: Didn't we do, I think I just like said this to you in the car coming home on Sunday or something because something came to my mind and I just thought, why? Oh yeah, because I did. Because then I said, oh yeah. And then people like do all these different avenues to think that they're, they're, husband is going to come around or their wife's going to come around if they you know get pregnant and like like throwing a kid in the mix is going to make you know their marriage a lot easier and they're all going to like be like yeah this is great it makes know? no sense it, it makes no sense why why put that hardship already on a strain on your marriage
1: i agree and it's like not only are you putting a strain of hardship but you're disobeying the word of god It like makes no sense So there, That's going
0: to cause all that.
1: And there are obviously things that people do that they didn't know. They were ignorant of those things and whatever. But then you, it's not like, and of course Paul says this, you don't divorce the person because they're not serving the Lord. You believe for them. You keep the marriage intact and you believe for their salvation. A a
0: wife would be a witness, Mm -hmm. you know, that their husband will see and come around. Well, yeah, we want to give them the opportunity for sure.
1: So when you're looking at it, it's like, okay these things are not hard. it's just that they're they feel hard because you have to you have to get the pride out of your life in order to, to deal with them. you know uh, even with even with things and then think about communication because all of this comes down to um, proper communication. most people are not willing or like you just right. talked about didn't come from a, a, a parent group that, that raised them that communicated well and so that's all they know is that well mom and dad never talked about everything like that or you know or or you know the expectations you come into a marriage with are huge and they're unspoken expectations because it's again self-awareness it's all you know because it's your that was your family so it's like or or my family or whoever gets married it's like This is how the husband's supposed to be because it's all I've ever seen. This is how the wife's supposed to be because it's all I've ever seen. And so you come into a marriage expecting it to mirror that and then you're like, oh man, it doesn't mirror that. Yeah. So now what? Am I going to be mad that it doesn't or realize that every marriage is different in those regards, right?
0: I went through that a lot. (laughs) I have a wonderful dad. Wonderful. And so... (laughs) that didn't sound sincere it is
1: sincere he's, he's wonderful i've I, mean, I meant it sincerely <laughs> he's wonderful
0: no he's a wonderful does a dad. lot
1: of things that does, I can't do
0: right but that's that's an example that he's that you're giving is because that's all I saw a, you know my dad do as a husband right and so you know and that was you know you learn all I'm telling you just i you maturity. <laughs> he has
1: a lot of talents because and a lot of gifts
0: you learn all these things you learn love languages you learn what the Word of God says and so when you take that introspective look and you're like, oh yeah well, this is how I do things or this is how that person does things let me accommodate you know how they receive and and this and that when you when you put that guard down and you change, you know I, when I got married I always thought, well you know the standard typical you know, 1950s <laughs> marriage you know the the husband does the yard the husband does this he fixes things he hangs things he does you know everything that i saw my dad do you know and then i realized
1: i do none of those that things you don't no. do any
0: of those things
1: i don't i'm not a handyman i can't do plumbing but
0: then i inherited can't do
1: electricity that
0: from my dad so ted is very blessed <laughs>
1: Now I've always grown up cutting the grass and we did that for the longest time with our home and all that, but like I never I've never been good at handiwork. I'm not yeah, but I'm not even a builder. Cutting
0: the grass was like you I was like I didn't say can, I enjoy I cutting was like, grass. Can you do it properly? <laughs> like can you edge? Can, can, you, can you make it look can you do good? It
1: properly? But see there's another thing. Growing up where we lived, I didn't nobody edged. <laughs> like we didn't edge. <laughs> I live in West Virginia, we cut the grass. I know and the that grass is ridiculous,
0: cut. Tiffany, but like I would literally be She'd like, "She out there, and
1: be like, why 'Why isn't a, it edged?
0: We have a weed whacker. Can you edge the grass?' It's And for gross. me,
1: weed like, whackers oh, when I grew up, was like around ra- about doing tr- like around a tree where you can't cut with this lawnmower, <laughs> we would weed whack around the tree. And, you know
0: my dad, right? Like until he went to this retirement community. He would never let anyone touch his yard. Yeah. Remember, it was like immaculate. He mm-hmm. had everything planted. It was perfect. Perfect. It was mulched. It was super like edge straight line. Very, and very great, nice. beautiful grass. <laughs> That's all I saw. Mm-hmm. And then I got my yard.
1: Yes. <laughs> 1-800-TRUE-GREEN. Call, call them up. <laughs> you just had to realize. Like he just went
0: out there and was like. Did the yard and I was like, you did what? Like, oh did you? The
1: do? grass is shorter now. Okay, it was longer. Now it's shorter.
0: Then Ted hired someone from our neighborhood.
1: There you go. <laughs> so my strength is to hire competent people.
0: That, no, no, he wasn't competent.
1: Oh, oh, that kid. <laughs> this kid. Listen, we had because we lived in Virginia. This kid. We had, we wanted to have uh, satellite television at one point, but because of the way the pine tree coverage is in Virginia, in a lot of these neighborhoods, you you can't put it on the roof of your home or on the side of your home because of the pine tree coverage. So they have to find a spot in your yard where they can install a metal pole and then they point the satellite at the biggest opening they can find to the sky, which is what we had. We had a metal pole in our yard with our satellite dish on it.
0: Behind trees, it wasn't like yeah,
1: and so ugly in the middle. This there. kid was just kind of like you hired him, right? No, tell me you didn't hire him. No, I didn't. I hired him.
0: Yes. Okay. So he, but he came through. He was.
1: He was mentally challenged.
0: Okay. <laughs> he was. I was trying to think how to say it.
1: That's how you <laughs> say it. He was mentally challenged, and he literally was mentally Listen, challenged. He was. <laughs> don't laugh at
0: that i'm not laughing that he was mentally challenged I'm i will laughing. leave this podcast i'm right laughing now. at looking back at this story because he was
1: mentally challenged dad- stop laughing at that it's not funny his
0: dad his dad
1: allowed him went,
0: him, went around with him with written right. paper to you know like a summer job and ted Thought, well, I'll get well, out of nice it. That's a nice idea. It's a nice idea.
1: I got him I a would, job. I
0: would get out of the yard job, and I'll hire this kid. So this kid—it wasn't
1: about me getting out of the yard job. No, it
0: was. It this was is this how kid. Desperate what you were? I
1: was like, look at the. I was like, look at this kid who has such—he's got drive. He wants a summer job. Why would I step on his toes? This kid wants to be able to make money. He's got. I am like, good for him. Good for him. I didn't, nobody told me he was mentally challenged. That's the dad true. was there with him.
0: That's true. And
1: the dad was like, hey, that my was, son. That
0: was his dad's fault.
1: His dad didn't warn me. God, <laughs> he Well, somebody. you don't turn a mentally challenged kid loose with a lawnmower. Stop,
0: Satan.
1: <laughs> it's true. That's dangerous. You know, that and part it turned is out true. to be dangerous. <laughs> it did. You don't just sit there and turn a kid loose that has. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tiffany's head is down in the bag. It's that the truth. Said who, t-
1: who takes Listen, a kid who has a mental problem and gives him a, a lawn mower? We just came home from a trip and says, "Just go out in the neighborhood we and start to- cutting Listen, people's stuff."
0: We went to Walmart to get groceries, and a terrible storm came through. So as we're pulling back up from the grocery store, yeah. it's torrential downpour, and the kid is trying to mow the yard. It's
1: like. In pouring the rain, the rain, thick grass. And
0: destroyed my grass. I mean, it, the blade was so short. And he, there cut, was, he
1: lowered the, the thing was, down to like this much. There
0: was mud he piles. He was cutting it Tiffany, down to the mud. Mud piles. But not only that, instead of going around the satellite. Twitch, I,
1: I didn't see it, but this is the only thing that could have happened.
0: No, he did. because I know. I'm saying, like, I didn't apologize. see it
1: happen, but like this kid. Went right up to our satellite dish pole.
0: And just kept
1: just kept slamming the lawnmower <laughs> against it. It's like you don't realize you gotta go around the lawn the, the, the thing.
0: And snapped it off. So snapped then his dad a, had to snapped
1: pay for a that. metal pole in half.
0: Yeah. So let's just say that the like twenty five dollar yard job that you could have handled the next day. I was
1: helping the kid. Mm. Be- yeah. <laughs> I was. Because
0: And then it became my I support local business. I ha-
1: I support small business, local business. I don't want these big uh, so chain say, companies coming through.
0: That was the last time you've hired anybody for anything. My neighborhoods. I do the, all the hiring. The big
1: chain companies are putting the small guys out of business. That
0: Might be a good reason.
1: And this kid.
0: Because then I had to repair my grass. And I had to get with Comcast and all that and Cox to get a whole new thing set up. I'm not saying this in a derogatory
1: way. Someone came through and said, looks like a mentally challenged kid cut your grass.
0: (laughs) Not what they said. Yeah. But we will not say it on air.
1: They said it. Or what did they actually say? I'm
0: not. (laughs) Nice try, buddy. But what did they say? I am not saying it.
1: I can't remember.
0: Well, it's a good thing. Share it with me.
1: Tell me my ear. (laughs) Text it to me. What did they say?
0: Go on. We're, we're gonna, I don't even we remember. Back around. Just
1: tell me the person who said it. I don't even know
0: how we got off on this.
1: Who's, who's <laughs> the person that said it? We did. No we sold it.
0: it. We did.
1: I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> that kid should never be allowed to touch a lawnmower. You're I walked good. back down there. I wanted to run out in front of him. Because here's the deal. Oh,
0: yeah. After we he cut my grass. Farm. We were like, stop.
1: I was like, stop cutting. After we saw that he destroyed our yard and house, I walked (laughs) down there and talked to his dad. I was like, what the heck is going on? Your kid snapped my metal pole in half. That's actually when he told us. And then he tells me my son's mentally challenged.
0: Yeah, that's when he told us.
1: I was like, all right, so maybe help him. Don't just turn him loose. Be like a guardian. So then I see the kid going down the street a few days later with his lawnmower yeah. headed to cut another grass. But
0: you know what we did? And I was like, Nothing.
1: we didn't do anything. <laughs> you know why? I support local business. And I went down. <laughs> I was. I felt like I was going to run ahead of him to whatever that house and be like, don't let him cut your grass. A perfect
0: example of how we're not going to insert ourselves.
1: That's right. Nobody asked my opinion.
0: Nobody came down and said, how did he do in your yard? Nobody
1: asked my if opinion. They,
0: if they would have, I would have told them.
1: You have so. to be able to protect those with learning disabilities you don't just put a weed whacker in their hands or a lawnmower or a tractor.
0: Can we go back? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that's we're gonna, dangerous. Just gonna somehow lose this footage. <laughs>
1: it's dangerous. She says, "What if the kid would have hurt she's himself?" She's
0: doing this back there.
1: <laughs> Listen.
0: She says the roller coaster is.
1: I don't know how back. we get to that from marriage, but I'm going to tell you something.
0: <laughs> I do. Well, because I
1: wasn't cutting the grass. No, yeah. (laughs) The way you wanted it to be cut.